there's something I want to ask you. There's something I'd like to ask you. How about we say it at the same time? Okay. One, two... Will you poop on me? What? How's your HPV? It's your HPV, Veronica. I'm just carrying it. Truth or dare? Yeah. See that blind kid over there? I dare you to blow out his candles before he gets a chance to. They homeschool their son. It's very important that Kevin has a normal and complete high school experience. Dropped your books, fuckface. Hey guys! Come check out this kid's weird views! Surprise! Caught you a leprechaun. I'm gonna cut off your balls and feed them to you! Jeez, they're so in the balls. Coach, there's 10,000 people out there that think that we ain't good enough. Win or lose. I am so proud of y'all. But you're gonna win. What game are we playing? Basketball, coach. What color is this game? White. Y'all gonna kill those Caucasians. You're black. They're white. This ain't hockey. The eye is a high-fidelity music player. Kids are sticking their penises in the badge of port. The fan then mangles their penises. You extensive testing. Any red flags? Can I please come in? Debbie Clark's here, the girl you asked out. It's gonna be awkward. No, no, wait. Mom, sorry. just mom. Sorry. Bye. Mom. Seven of Miriam. What do I do? Oh, we're just gonna have to plug it up. 911, my friend is bleeding out of her vagina. And I froze the peas in a sponge. Oh, God. No, no, no. I can't believe you sucked off that hobo for magic beans. He was a wizard. This is fucked up. <laughs> On me. You don't want to be Mr. Two Squeeze, thank you, please. Just when I thought it couldn't get more offensive. Boom. How many fucking times do I have to tell you? You're black, they're white. Coach, what you're saying is we just walk with the Lord. The Lord did his part already. He made you black. He gave you a foot and a half dick. Dribble with that motherfucker. Welcome, welcome, friends, and um, and if you're <laughs> listening to this uh, episode of the Clag Bag, then um, you know hats off to you because you go above and beyond um, as we sink lower than the lowest low by talking about um, movie forty three. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah oh, so, so we listen to you talk about movie 43. <laughs> so, uh, it's JP, Nerd, and Scott. And, um, so movie 43. So, um, this really feels like partly a, is a public service. We're just gonna, if you ever, even if you're curious to find out how bad it is, um, and you, you, you we're here to. Say, don't do that. Yeah, we usually advise people listening to watch the film first that we're reviewing so you can understand what we're talking Enjoy about. Enjoy the fun. But this, yeah, absolutely. We don't advise you watch this. Don't watch this. Do not watch this film. Um, don't even watch it, yeah, for pure curiosity. And we're also here, I think, all, uh, to, to sort of name and shame the people involved because um, they've committed... Um, Criminal offences. <laughs> film side. <laughs> film side. Um, and you need to know who they are. So you can, if you see them in the street, you can spit on them. 
And not just the ones that you know, the fa faces you recognise, but the people behind the camera, the talent. Yeah. The talent involved. The writers. So I think movie forty three. So uh, so I guess so it's it's it, it's co-directed and produced by Peter Farrelly, who is one half of the Farrelly brothers. And following movie forty three, you've got to wonder whose coattails he's been hanging on for all these years because if this is his first solo project, then I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. Um, and it also, this is the other thing about Movie 43, is it took 10 years to complete from inception. So this, this film was in production for 10 years. So part of the reason for that was um, waiting for the, the stars uh, who are in it to have enough time to record their skits. So that was part of the reason. So it took about six years, all told. Part of it was that Peter Farrelly shot this around every studio, the script, trying to get it made, and no studio would touch it until he took it to Relativity Media, who gave him six million to make it. So Relativity Media, for shame on you, Peter Farrelly, shame on you. If a film takes six years to cart around Hollywood until someone picks it up, well, four years to cart around Hollywood and then six years to actually film. Well, usually it's, uh, you hear that sort of story in reverse, don't you? Like um, someone trying to sell like Rocky for six years and then one studio picks it up. Everyone says no, one studio picks it up. It becomes a roaring success. And yeah. this is like the opposite of that. Yeah. Entirely. So, um, and I, I'm, like, I, I'm not really sure how... I, I could totally understand studios turning this down. I'm not sure why... Farrelly thought it would be a good idea to kind of recreate the sketch comedy movie format that that really hasn't been around since the mid '80s. So there's, to my mind, there's three successful American skit comedy movies. Which ones you say? Because I've got an idea too. So I think uh, I would I would pick Ken Shapiro's The Groove Tube. Yeah, I'd be the first um, one. Which is um, is, is patchy but has some really standout moments in it, particularly when it is taking the mick out of uh, 70s American television. So the bit where Bobo the Clown does happy hour, but when the parents are out of the room, he actually reads pages from Fanny Hill and uh, Lady Chatley's lover to, to the children. Uh, and the this, this skit where they're making um, what Independence Day cake out of cramp easy lube, shortening, that, all that stuff's really funny. Uh, so I would pick that one. I would say Kentucky Fried Movie uh, with the Zucker Abraham Zucker, mm -hmm. uh, which which and the format for that was there's this one long extended sketch, which is a spoof of Event of the Dragon, which is a fistful of yen. And on either side of that, you've got kind of mock trailers and mock sketches. But the format is like it's you're going to the movies, you're watching comedy uh, ads, and then there's a comedy short movie in the middle. That's kind of the format, mm. and that worked really really well. And he's very, very funny. Has a couple of bits that don't work, but for the most part, great. Uh, and then I would say Amazon Women on the Moon, the kind of kind of John Landis uh, project, which is a sort of sequel to Kentucky Fried Movie, which is the same format. Effectively, you're channel hopping. Uh, you're watching bits of the movie Anim uh, Amazon Women on the Moon, which is a spoof of 50s sci-fi movies. And in between, you're watching spoof ads and spoof bits of other movies. Um, so and I kind of got all that because because those films were very much kind of taking the Mickey out of what whatever the the kind of main kind of cultural zeitgeist was. So in the in the eighties it was late night TV. In the seventies it was going to the cinema. So I kind of get all that. With movie forty three, 
Um, I don't. I'm not sure you get it. This is like a dead format now. This format exists on TV, so you have sketch comedies on TV, and you have the internet. So, you know, the the internet seems to me to be the home of short form comedy in tiny little nuggets. So, I kind of why the world wants, you know, what. 17, 19 years after Amazon, nearly 20 years after Amazon went on, on the moon, why the world needs a sketch comedy movie. It doesn't need it, does it? Well, even, even the, <laughs> Clearly. Uh, yeah. even the way it's packaged <clears throat> in the international <clears throat> version is like it's clipped off of YouTube. And this is, this. Yeah. so this is, this to me made no sense at all. So let's talk about the movie. Um, it's a series of sketches, and we'll get into what the sketches were um, with, a, with a kind of framework around it. And... Incredibly, they they filmed two different versions. So the version released domestically is Dennis Quaid. Um, Dennis Quaid's character is a Hollywood screenwriter, and he's pitching ideas for a movie to Greg Kinnear, who's the head of a studio. Um, but his ideas aren't really ideas for movies. They're these short comedy sketches. And when Greg Kinnear hates all of them, which he is right to do because they're all <laughs> terrible, as we'll get into in a bit, he goes schizo and and you know tries to um take down the head of the studio and there's a weird scene where they have fellatio in a car park i'm not sure really i was only half watching it and then there was another there was another equally unfunny version made for the international audience where which is the one you've probably seen if you're in the uk which is the which is kids looking for movie 43 on the internet movie 43 meant to be some sort of film that could destroy the world or something ridiculous like that and they're finding these bits of footage online now a couple of things first of all they're both equally unfunny so why they've shot two alternate versions of this framing material makes no sense to me at all it's like what the international audience don't understand the concept of pitch meetings but they do get the internet yeah and the other thing it seems to me is that that the internet seems to be the logical way of fitting these yeah, said, this it's stuff it's together anyway. The better way of going. It makes the, more sense. It makes more sense as yeah. somebody online watching little bits and pieces because that's kind of what it's like. You go yeah. online and watch little bits and pieces. Mm. So why that wasn't the concept to frame the film originally anyway makes no sense to me. So they made these two different framing concepts and they're, they're really awful. So one of them has more stars in it. Seth MacFarlane plays himself in a brief moment. A common is in it, um, and Greg Kinnear and Dennis Quaid. The, the the international one doesn't have anyone in it. I think Fisher Stevens is in it, playing a, <clears throat> playing like a terrorist or something on a screen. Yeah, there's. And then there's yeah. a weird thing about time travel and oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Like Terminators the and the Apocalypse yeah. or something. I don't fucking know. But but the point is, completely laugh free. Like, like the idea was we want a framing device for this with no jokes because the sketches that we've got are so funny. Yeah. We don't need any jokes you for the understand. framing piece. <laughs> you get it. This framing doesn't need jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so th th that's the that's the framing device. The the one the Greg Kinnear Dennis Quaid one was directed by Peter Farrelly. Um, the the UK one was directed by a guy called Stephen Brill. They were both written by a guy called Rocky Russo. We'll have their contact details at the end of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> if you want to track them down. So um, so then we have a series of sketches. 
Um, the one thing they've all got in common is they're just not funny. And the other thing they've all got in common is they tend to star people who aren't well known for doing comedy. Or, or, yeah. and, I, and I guess that's maybe part of the way that Farrelly um, talked them into doing this material was like, you know what, Hugh Jackman and Kate Winslet, you never get to do comedy. But I guess maybe at some point you would want to. So come and do this skit for us and you can show off your acting comedy chops and maybe, you know, it'll open up more roles for you in the future. Because even, even established stars like Kate Winslet, I, I, th I suspect, struggle to get gigs um, outside of the genres that they're most known to audiences for doing. Yeah, and the, the whole aspect of the comedy, because it's a Farrelly film, is that it's supposed to be shocking, crude, crude comedy. Yeah. And part of <laughs> what I guess they were trying to do originally was to get stars that would not be associated with that to be saying these crude and outlandish things that you just wouldn't expect them to see. And I guess yeah. they were hoping that having Hugh Jackman or Kate Winslet or um, Naomi Watson or someone with credibility yeah. to say these absurd, crude lines would add more shock to them and more yeah. laughs. But Actually, what happens almost is the exact opposite of that because these guys don't have inherent comic timing um, because they're doing material that's maybe outside of their comfort zone. The whole, a lot of the sketches I think come off as really awkward. Yeah. Um, clunky. Definitely clunky. And I think part of that is the writing, they're just not funny. I was gonna say, yeah. Part of thing. that I think is the actors trying to deliver this stuff. You know, if an, if, a, if an actor with comic genius, so an actor with comic genius could maybe deliver a clunky scene and find something in it. But an actor that doesn't do comedy, delivering a clunky scene, isn't he going to make it worse? And yeah. that's kind of what happens here, isn't it? Yeah, it could be the best actor in the world. And with the joke, jokes in inverted commas that they've got in these scenes, they're never going to make them funny because they're not funny. They're just not they're funny. They're just not funny. So, um, and... I guess, I get, just stop for two seconds. I mean, I, I get that point, and I think you're right. But you take something like Extras, in which Ricky Gervais got, again, traditional art, uh, actors to do comedy bits about playing themselves up, they were funny, but that's because of the directing yeah. and they were that's, with um, someone with comedy With chops someone to, who was funny, yeah. yeah, yeah. To bring yeah. it out of them. But this yeah. And they were playing is, themselves. Yeah. yeah. So again, when you're when you're playing an exaggerated version of yourself, that is inherently funny. Yeah. Because the idea there is you're taking what we think what <sighs> our version of, of that person is, like yeah. our version of Liam Neeson. Yeah. And then if they play an exaggerated thing that's unlike our version of Liam Neeson. That's funny. Yeah. Um, mm. But obviously these guys are all playing characters in Yeah, this, but I would so say, we talked about, yeah, it's partly the, the <laughs> cast's fault because they they're, they're not they don't have the comedy chops to do it. But I'd also say it shows the difference in a good director. Yeah, totally. Uh, ironically, one of the two directors of extras is in this. So... True. <laughs> yeah. So, should we talk about the sketches? Just for a second then. I was going to say, who's that then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the, the first sketch in the film after the framing device is, it's called The Catch, um, and it, it stars uh, Kate Winslet and Hugh Jackman. It was the first one that they shot, and it's the one that they, 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 when, they were, when they were shipping this around, trying to get other actors involved, this, this, was, their, um, this was their reel. This was their, the footage that they showed to convince other actors to get really? involved. Apparently I didn't so. know that. But so that's incredible. That's a show reel. Is main, this skit. mainly skit. because it was Kate Winslet and Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman? Just because they'd got two stars. Yeah. in there. I think that's two, the only reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two A stars. Look who we've got in this movie. Yeah. yeah. So the gag here is that Kate Winslet goes on a date 
with Hugh Jackman, a blind date with Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is a rich, eligible, good-looking bachelor. Uh, it just so happens that he has balls on his neck, and that and that's the gag. That's it. And um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> is it meant to be shocking? I don't know. You can watch embarrassing bodies on Channel Five and watch real people that have real balls <laughs> on their real necks and shave and be more shocked. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, well, there's a running kind of theme to the, all the sketches which is that there's something weird happening in them and it's only like the main character or a character what? that sees what's going yeah. on and they're the only one who's freaked out by it yeah. and that's particularly the case here because only Kate wins it and how does this work only she can see the balls or only she reacts to the balls yeah, no, nobody else sees them or she's the only one who reacts to them or finds them weird yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she's in the wrong for thinking that it's weird that he has balls yeah, on his yeah, neck. Yeah. Although clearly she's not, yeah. because it is weird. Yeah. And the thing is, he wears a scarf. Yeah. And, so it, and he, in all these photographs, he has a scarf. So yeah. obviously she doesn't see the balls to start with. But why has he got a scarf on indoors if it's not chilly? It's because he is in some way self-conscious about the balls on his neck. But in the sketch, he acts like he's not, and nobody else notices the balls. Yeah. So yeah. explain that. In, the, in this tiny little sketch has no internal logic at all yeah. then what what hope do we have for the rest of the movie that's because yeah because he takes his scarf off she sees the balls and then it, it just escalates in more and more shoehorned in ways of him getting close to her touching yeah, so her so this is the balls. rest of the gag like oh, hairs from the balls oh, falls oh, in his suit yeah. uh, uninvited friends come over and just start start hugging him and then and the balls are touching yeah, a kid on the dangling face around. And, then, and then he comes over for a group photo and hugs him so like but even if he didn't have the balls, this would be inappropriate. Inappropriate <laughs> for a so, first date. So it's like, yeah, it's just, oh. And it's just a torturous, protracted... And the thing is, there's... Um, scene. So balls don't do much. The yeah. only thing balls do is get a little bit smaller when they get cold. So they do that gag, yeah. don't they, where the balls shrink. Yeah. That's it. They're kind of out. What do they do now? Yeah. They're kind of out of material. Well, what they do then is they have a scene where someone takes a plate from his table and accidentally grazes them, which causes <laughs> great pain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's And there's a bit, another bit that's yeah. supposed to be shocking and make you want to retch, which is where pube falls off. Yeah, yeah. 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 they have And it's like, uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You just. I mean, oh. you know, we've all had that happen to us, haven't we? <laughs> yes, because I, yes, I eat my yes, soup. Yeah. Come under my, between my legs. Tonight, yeah. Sometimes yeah. my food's more pubes than food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh. I'm fine with that. Um, but you know what? First of all, none of this is shocking because you can see, you can see things far worse than this shit online or in embarrassing bodies on channel yeah. five yeah so first of all it's not it's not shocking second of all it's it's kind of not funny the the balls look quite cool they're quite they look quite realistic yeah but 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 yeah i'm sorry I was just but it's say, not funny i was gonna say that we, we we're obviously yeah we played the trailer before uh we started this podcast you should check it out because the thing that really struck me in that was when they're putting up the list of names of the stars at the minute and obviously they've got you know, headshots, it's like Kate Winslet and, you know, uh, Naomi Watson, who else? Yeah, Lee Schreiber. And then, and... and then Hugh Jackman, and they've clearly CGI painted the balls out. It's a shot from the film, but they've removed the balls, and it's like, okay, right, so they don't want to tip their hand that maybe there's a guy with balls twitching <laughs> in case that, like, puts anybody <laughs> off going yeah, to see the film. They don't want uh, to reveal early on the yeah. big M. Night Shyamalan-style yeah, twist that this gambit. film has nesticles in it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, so, um, 
So that's the first sketch, and it doesn't really, like most of these sketches, it doesn't really end. Um, he wants to, he tries to kiss her at the end, then she doesn't want to kiss him. Because he has no, and there's no, no, like you say, no punchline. There's no punchline. It just ends. It just ends, right. Yeah. So, um, for the record, that thank you, Peter Farrelly. Two writers involved in this, um, and, uh, and our two stars for uh, the catch. So we go straight from that. Um, yeah, arguably the highlight of the film, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we go to homeschooled. So this is, um, this is another sketch. This is, um, so a couple leave Schreiber and Naomi Watts. So I think they're a couple in real life, aren't they? So they're married yes, in yeah. real life. Yeah. Um, and they have a teenage son and the gag is that they are homeschooling him. Um, but they're trying to recreate at home, uh, the experience of going to college, uh, you know, by, um, bullying him and hazing him and then uh that kind of the kind of awkward sexuality of college his mum's coming on to him and they're having their first kiss uh and kind of all that uh kind of stuff so and this actually does have a punchline and it's a really bad punchline but it does have one yeah which is that they're explaining to um a neighbor that this is what they're doing and she's horrified by it as you would be and then uh, this lad, um, Kevin, appears, but he's perfectly normal. So it's like, oh, you've done all those horrible things to him, but he turns out he's quite adjusted. Yeah. And no, he's not, because he's going out for the evening with his girlfriend, who is a mop <laughs> with a doll's <laughs> face, with on mom's face on it. A yeah. doll, yeah, 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 face of his of his mum on it. Yeah. So um, what do we think of homeschooled? Uh, um, this, I think, is the best one, the best one in the film. Mm. But... I would say that there are still more misses for jokes in this than there are hits. There's one or two bits that made me laugh. Yeah. Or we'll say laugh, made me sort of well, we'll chuckle a bit. A couple of sort of embarrassing, uh, like you say, again, you refer to Ricky Gervais, but he's best when you're cringing more than laughing. They're funny, yeah. but they're cringing because it's embarrassing. Similar in here, like the first kiss, that was cringing. But his mum was like, Yeah, oh. but it was funny, but cringing. And I think that this is, there are only two sketches in this entire film that I think are actually halfway decent not brilliant this is one of them um but yeah and i guess again, the thing about it is it's quite it's quite fast paced isn't it yeah. because they're doing loads of different things yeah. tonight they so there's a lot of quick beats like we're hazing in we're doing the first yeah. kiss we're having a party in the house that's kind of like a kegger and then we're doing the punchline yeah. and then all the way through that we've got the reaction of the neighbor who's shocked and appalled by this so i guess yeah. In those terms, it's quite quick and I would say, painless compared to yeah, some yeah. of the other. It doesn't have states welcome like almost every other sketch in yeah, the film does. Yeah. Which I is just, something to say as well, yeah. because every sketch is only about five minutes long. And it's totally. Five, ten minutes long so. And it feels like forever. It feels yeah. longer than face-off. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I would say, even though it's probably one of the better ones in the film, there are one or two minor laughs in it, I still think that if you'd put this in any other anthology... This would still be considered shit. It's like the weakest sketch yeah. of, Ke- of it's still Kentucky Fried Beef. Great, greatly funny. I mean, nothing really in there that made me laugh. There's one or two bits that made me chuckle or made me feel cringe laugh, you know, like yeah. The Office. But, you know, if you actually compared it to The Office for cringe, and no, it doesn't touch it. It's nowhere mm. near it. It's no. just. You're embarrassed, but for them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fact, yeah, exactly. Don't argue, but doesn't the whole movie make you cringe like yeah. The Office, but out of embarrassment for the people involved? Yeah, in? yeah. I've absolutely felt that all the way through the film. I was like, cringing. I, yeah, from the very first sketch, I felt bad for Hugh Jackman sitting there with prosthetic balls on his chin. I'm like, just, oh, what? just oh, no, you Wolverine, what are you doing? Just, yeah. must, that must have been three or four days shooting, and he's just having to sit there with balls on his chin. And and he read that script and thought, I'll do this. 
Yeah, and then Kate Winslet having to act opposite that and see that, and oh, it's just, it's just it, bad for I them. Think, like, doesn't it say a lot about um, the kind of cliqueiness of Hollywood? I think because this guy pulled in favours as well to get this film made, yeah. and just said, "Guys, can you do this to a lot of actors that said yes?" So there's an element of that, isn't there? That, that yeah. you know, these guys did this um, out of friendship to somebody, um, and it's kind of a shame that it's. That this is the result, almost. But I would argue, yeah. if you're if you're someone who has some pedigree in the comedy part of Hollywood, because families do, they, yeah. yeah, right. If you're having to pull in favors to get it made, maybe that's there's some alarm bells should probably go yeah, off and yeah. say, well, if no one's trying to snatch this out of my yeah. hand, maybe yeah. this is at isn't some point on this ten year journey, you would have said, you know what, this is not worth a decade of my fucking life. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so then the next so the next sketch oh man and this is I think one of the low points of the film so this was called The Proposition yeah. and this is the one where Anna Faris uh, yeah. tries to get Chris Pratt to shit on her no poop. no poop, poop on her poop. Not shit. you don't shit on her you no, shit on sorry. Yeah. You, don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't poop oh. on your girlfriend yeah. you don't shit um, on your girlfriend you poop on and I don't know <clears> what to say about this except that so he he says um so he doesn't want to do this, but then when he does decide he does want to do it... Again. Doesn't he eat, like, a... a burrito. burrito yeah. and now drink laxative. Yeah. What? Well, again, this is, this, is the, this is the same thing as, like, the first sketch, which is... Uh, and the second one, where there's someone in the sketch that is the only one who seems like, am I the only one who's freaked out? And Chris Pratt is that person. Yeah. He's the straight guy who's like, and he's just, my girlfriend wants me to shit on her. And then everyone else is like, yeah, go yeah, for go it. Go ahead and so do yeah, it. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. 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 No, but no, then, no. But then, even though, having said that, he, he's, you know, if that was me, I would, um, I would eat as much fucking all bran as I could <laughs> to make the most... You know, those shits that don't yeah. leave a mark. Yeah. You know, those, sort of, those yeah. are the shits if I, you know, not that I ever would, but yeah. if I was forced into that yeah. position, no, if somebody had a gun at my this family. Way too much thought. I think this has gone through your mind. You would, you you would, would eat, eat a burrito. You would eat a shitload of bran. Yeah. That's what you wouldn't do. Yeah. So you shit bean sauce yeah. all over your cup. <laughs> that is not what you would do. On, and on the bed, by the way. It's just... <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. And it's not. Uh, yeah, I, I know what they're going for. They're going for that gross element, but it, it, it's this particular sketch is just. It is just gross. It's not gross funny. It's just gross. Yeah. You know, the idea of it. You're like, what? Plus, yeah. Aaron Farris looks ropey as hell in it. I don't know what. I don't, I don't know if there's anything more that I want to say about Star Lord. Really. No. no. Um, yeah, I say this, ladies and gentlemen. This is your Star Lord. And it's going to be like, all I'm going to be thinking about is he wants to shit on Anna Farris. Yeah. All the way through it, no. Um, what's next? Oh, next is Emma Stone. So, um, See, for me, this one I thought, if it was just on its own, and it was just a thing for YouTube that two hard, you know, famous people made. Like, like Funny or Die or something. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and that, I think it would work for me, that scene, because right. it's just two people just being weird with each other. Um but in the context of the film, and then it's the fact that everyone's listening to them, and I don't... So I this mean, is a guy, so this is Kieran Culkin, works in a grocery store, and his ex-girlfriend turns up, and they argue, but then it all gets a bit flirty. Stroke, insulty, stroke, stroke, insulty, weird. stroke, weird. Um, and the gag is, and I mean, because this is a really clever and original gag as well, are you ready for this? Yeah. They've left a mic on, and everyone in the store where works can hear them. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of the people at the end of the argument, she runs off. They all say, we'll cover your shift. You go yeah. after her. 
Yeah. What? What? Yeah. And that's the punchline, is it? I don't know what the punchline is supposed to be. I don't know what. Again. You know, I hated this sketch, and I don't know what the point of it was. What was the point of it? Yeah. What was it? What was the funny? What was funny? You know, I've seen yeah. this thing where you leave a mic on done. Yeah. In, you know, what naked gun where yeah. he, you know, at the urinal when he's left like his mic on, that sort of thing. If is. they had done it just literally as a one-shot thing of two people getting weirder and weirder, and it gets a bit like Family Guy, where it gets so weird to the point where it, it just becomes funny because it's so bizarre, and it was just that, and it was just a clip on Funny or Die, I can see why that, that it might be funny in one way or another. But this seems to sort of stop just when it's... I don't know, reaching Just something. when it's about to be funny, maybe. Yeah, and then maybe stops, and then you get everyone clapping or, or whatever the fuck they do, no. and then they all decide to just team up and cover his shift, and he runs off. And I'm like, I don't... What is... What's the point? What is the point? <laughs> well, what's the point of any of them? So we hate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so far, uh, we're about, what's maybe 20, 25 minutes into the movie, and we like... We kind of like the homeschooled home one a yeah. little bit but everything else is mm. terrible. So the next sketch, uh, I think, is the one that makes me most upset, almost. Uh, and it's called iBabe. Um, and it's Richard Gere as the boss of a company that's made like a MP3 player that's like a woman, that is a woman. Anatomically correct. Anatomically correct woman. And, that's an MP3 um, player. That's an MP3 player. And what, the, the, the port... For plugging it in or something? No, no, the, fa the, the fan exhaust yeah. is right. basically in a vagina. And what they're saying is that kids are mutilating themselves because they're putting their fingers and their knobs in it and they're basically getting mutilated. And then the CEO of the company's like, oh, I don't understand why. Why, why would people put things in there? I don't yeah. understand. It's like no one understands that this yeah. MP3 player is a full-grown woman with an MP3 player in it. And I... What? So, first of all... And I was trying to explain it to the CEO in a diplomatic way, and he can't get it. So, yeah. apparently, Richard Gere, who plays the CEO, desperately tried to get out of doing this. Yeah. Really? And, yeah, yeah he apparently did, yeah. he did. And so, the first thing that makes me sad about this is that I respect Richard Gere for trying to get out of it. <laughs> because, and, and the fact that he couldn't, and he sat there doing it, I'm kind of thinking, that makes me sad. It makes me sad that he yeah. sat there happened to do this. And also... Extremely sexist... Vulgar, stupid. Uh, what's her name? There's two other actors in it. Kate uh, Cosworth is in it. Kate Bosworth and from Thirty Rock, um, Jack Jack McBriar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jack McBriar from Thirty. Again, Rock. I love him in Thirty Rock. I think he's great. Mm. He's great in that. And to see him in something like this, I'm just like, oh yeah. fucking Christ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know what what to say about this really. Mm. I hated it for various reasons, none of which I can really go into. But it was just like. And it's just, yeah, uh, go on. No, I was going to say, even then, they bring it to the attention of him, and their idea of it is to bring out another ad, isn't it? And they wrap, a, they wrap one of them in barbed wire and say, you know, put touch. A, yeah, label over the you know, lady garden. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> and I don't, it's just like, yeah, yeah. it's not. It's nothing. I, no. It's not, again, there's no punchline to it. No. And it's that thing of he's the only one in the room who doesn't understand why, and everyone's trying to be nice and corporate and trying to explain it to him in, in business spiel about why people are sticking their fingers in there, mm. and he doesn't get it. And then, uh, uh, uh. so I think <laughs> there is maybe a funny sketch if you used the office babble that frequently gets used yeah. in that environment yeah. and something scatological 
there is maybe something funny to be had yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah, like flying up the flagpole. Or, All of that. Or stuff, let's throw that yeah. idea in the in the walk of knowledge. There's websites dedicated to all these bits. So maybe shit. there's some yeah. fun to be had. If I think a funnier sketch might be if you made made those sorts of comments more and more scatological. Yeah. That might there might be some fun to be had there, but this is just awful, isn't it? Just I mean, so far we've said most of them would probably be funny if they had this happened or that happened. It seems like all these sketches are just half baked. Like they're they're they've spent a day writing and got out. Oh, well, but you've got to you've you've got to be first of all. I think um, very confident to the level of just ridiculousness uh, and very stubborn and arrogant uh, to spend ten years making this awful film. And, and surely everyone that he shopped it to that hated it would have said, would have fed back something like this, would have said, you know what, this isn't funny and here's a reason why, and this isn't funny and here's a reason why. And it's kind of like to still persevere with it and mm. get it out there. Um, the only reason, I don't, what does that say? I, don't I, know I guess it says. might be because of, of the fact that the Farley brothers have made a lot of success, financially successful comedies that he, he probably thought, well, well, anything I do is funny. People will find it funny. So but there's that as well, and there's also he's got a cachet, and he's expected to bring the crude, and yeah. uh, you know, yeah. he's expect he's expected to make you uh, embarrassed or you know, or whatever. So maybe push the boat. But I would that say direction. that would have been the case in the late nineties, but nowadays yeah. things like Family Guy do that sort of stuff far better than they. Everything do. does. Yeah. Any, any yeah. turn on any. I don't get me wrong, the Farley Brothers did start that, they opened the floodgates to this sort of comedy and made it more mainstream and stuff like that. Yeah. But things like, like I said, things like Family Guy and stuff like that, they've, they've taken it and gone further with it than they yeah. now. So, you know, I think this is a big part of the reason why it doesn't work. Yeah. I think if this film had come out 15 years ago with, at the time, the A-listers, and it, it even then had a tighter, better script, it might have, might have been something. But yeah. nowadays, so, it's um, nothing. So next up is um, Movie 43's attempt to get the Big Bang Theory crowd to love it. Uh, superhero speed dating. Oh, I fucking hated yeah. this one. <laughs> I fucking hated yeah, this one. It's incredibly bad. Yeah. This one. So I don't know what it's, this, this 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 is the one where you know you actually you stop thinking this isn't funny and start wanting to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, loads of actors are in this. Uma Thurman is in it, Justin Long and Jason Sudeikis are in it. Uma Thurman's in it. Yeah, Uma Thurman yeah, is Lois Lane in it. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Bell, lovely oh, Kristen yeah. Bell is in yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Leslie Bibbers, okay. loads of people are in this, and they're all playing superheroes. Who uh, So, um, guy called James Duffy. Uh, so, um, Robin is, has gone speed dating. Batman's turned up to kind of mess up his night. Um, He's sort of pop blocking him, isn't he? Yeah. He comes to embarrass him because that's what Batman does, isn't he? No, because he says, oh, well, I've come here because, is it the Penguin that's come to blow the place up? Yeah. So Lois Lane is in there, Supergirl is in there, Wonder Woman's in there, uh, Riddler or something, I don't know. And it turns out Penguin's trying to blow up the city. Uh, There's not a single, you know, here's the thing as well. That, to me, something like that is rife with... Uh, comedy potential that could have been funny rife with comedy potential and to not get a single beat right not one not a single thing about this yeah. sketch is funny not even accidentally funny not a single gag lands not even that his stupid is, Batman costume is no funny. that is that's there's a form of talent there isn't yeah. there yeah. how do you how do you misfire 
this should be funny. Me just saying, Robin goes speed dating. Yeah, okay, I get, I see yeah. that. That could, be, I see how that could be you funny. You could instantly, off the top of my head, you could do something like every girl you interview, uh, chats to, they find out he's Robin and no one likes Robin. So no, and yeah, everyone yeah. just keeps asking him about Batman and that's it. You know, and you just, yeah. or you do something repetitive like that where it's just the same thing over and over. But again, like Family yeah, Guy, the joke gets repeated to the point where it becomes funny again. But, or something like that, but that's nerd off the top of his head, coming up with an idea that was 30,000 times better than what they did. Yeah. Um, and the other thing about it as well is that they're going to, okay, right, but what we're going to do is we're going to do a scene that tries to make comedy out of DC characters. Yet it seems like it's just someone who knows nothing about DC yeah. and printing off a list of DC characters goes, yeah, we'll just chuck these in. What do they look like? Oh, okay, right, yeah. And they don't know anything about them, they just chuck them in. Yeah. I don't know. It's also long. I mean, I don't know if it's the longest sketch in the film but it feels like the yeah. longest sketch it just goes on and on and on and it's it's, it's because of the he has one day and then he has another day and then he has another day but not on and, and on like, and on so it's funny yeah like yeah. That, you said that thing where you, something you get you get to the past the point where it's yeah repetitive stop it, being funny and it then it starts being yeah. funny again I'd be surprised if that's the longest one in the film to be honest with you I just think it again feels a lot longer than it is because it's just no, nothing's it? working and nothing lands it's cringing yeah, like yeah. you said like, it's like watching The Office you cringe but not it's not intentional yeah, yeah. it's not that intentional Ricky Gervais thing you just cringe because it's so unfunny yeah and all these actors that you've seen be funny in things yeah you know Jason Sadakis I saw in, in We're the Millers and he's really funny yeah, in that he's yeah. funny um, he's funny and in it's like, he's, yeah. and it's like oh no yeah, I like, just, I like yeah. Justin Long in some films he's done I like him I like what he does in some of the films he's been in yeah. um, and also what the fuck is it about having an Italian New Yorker Superman what the fuck is that about that's <laughs> terrible yeah. hey I'm Superman hey what it's yeah. like, like what <laughs> And he's having a go at Robin and he goes, if you touch Lawrence Lane, I'm gonna it's like what and is we're this laughing, accent? we're laughing because it's so bad. Yeah. Not that's not, not funny. funny. My memory yeah. of that isn't yeah. that it was funny. Yeah. My memory of that was it was just a massive misfire. Yeah. And that is ma making me laugh again. So just just yeah. to be totally clear. <laughs> that wasn't a laugh for yeah. a film. Not, not a laugh against... for the film. Not a laugh yeah, for there the film. There is nothing funny in this scene. Nothing. Yeah. And also the costumes all look shit. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know that Batman's probably supposed to be. It's that play on the sixties Batman. But yeah. Wonder Woman, yeah. looks fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. I mean, Robin looks ridiculous again. He's supposed to, but just everything about it looks cheap. The whole scene looks cheap. The guy. Who oh, plays... and they've managed to put Kristen Bell and Leslie Bibb in superhero outfits and not make them look sexy. Yeah. What? Yeah, Is that even possible? I know. Yeah. Is that even possible? Yeah. Um, and who's the guy who plays Penguin? Because he's fucking dreadful. Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, I, 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 I've got his name in front of me here, but to be honest, I've got no idea what he did. But yeah. we should tell you who he is. Yeah. John Hodgman. We'll find out where I, he lives. I know he was in Flight of Concords in one episode, and that right, was it. Okay. Right. Um, and, he, um, and that's all I know him from, but he, he plays that part. I noticed this in particular. Everyone's bad in the scene. He can't even act. Like, he's trying to be the bad guy. His lines are s delivered so badly. I was like, is this intentional or what? But he's just—he's fucking dreadful. Whatever he—he he, he doesn't do anything comedic. He's just there right. to deliver some lines as a penguin. Yeah. He can't even do that. It's just—it's just painful to watch. That yeah. whole sketch is painful from beginning to end. Yeah. So, um, so following on from that is my favourite sketch in the film. Okay, right. Um, it's a—it's like a public service announcement film, and it's about how uh, kids shouldn't be stuck in machines. Yeah, it's yeah. called Machine Kids. 
What I quite liked about it is out of all the sketches, it's the one that most reminded me of Kentucky Fried Movie yeah. and Amazon Women on the Moon. And it has a punchline. Where they would, yeah, where they would take uh, something like a standard thing, like a public service film, and just make one thing in it ridiculous. Yeah. So it was like, it reminded me of Don Knowles, No Soul Simmons. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was kind of like that. The funny thing is, is all machines have kids in them and really kids shouldn't be put into machines. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do our best to get yeah. more kids out of machines. And the kids are all stuck in machines doing like the hor horribly menial tasks, yeah. like feeding dollar bills out of an ATM. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. putting Coke machines, uh, Coke cans Putting out. Coke cans, dispensers. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I quite like that. It, 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 it worked for me because at the end it says um, machines. They have kids in them. They have kids yeah, in yeah, them. And, yeah. it, and, it, and it just works because it's got a punchline. Yeah. So it's, and it, it's quite elegant. And it's po-faced about it's it. A, it's yeah. very po-faced. And that, again, that was the other thing that made those other earlier skit comedies successful. Yeah. Is the, the, the funny element would be introduced in something po-faced. Like, like that Don No Soul Simmons is a public service announcement yeah. for Blacks Without Soul. Yeah. Uh, and it's very po-faced in its delivery. And I thought Machine Kids was that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this it's also probably the shortest sketch. But I was going to say, I, I wouldn't film. consider this a skit because this, um, this feels like 30 seconds long. and then It's about 30 it's seconds long. long. Yeah. You know, it's very funny. And if I'd come across it on YouTube or somebody had Facebook it, booked it to me, um, I'd have watched it and thought, yeah, it's quite yeah, quite Good funny. little idea. Nice yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, but in here, it's just swamped by uh, mediocre, horrible shit. Yeah. So on either side of it, it's got the superhero sketch. And then it's got, I think, the worst and you know most miserable sketch in the film which is funny enough directed by elizabeth banks who is not Ooh, a woman like I, her. You, yeah. Uh, yeah and you i used think to like her yeah <laughs> i think she is not unfunny i mean she is very funny in pitch perfect if yeah. you've seen that uh, she's directing you know pitch perfect too yeah so um i think she's she's a comedian with with skills yeah, yeah absolutely here she's, though she's directing i think it's uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, Christopher Mintz, Plass, Patrick so Warburton. Just to stop you, does that mean she's involved in two sketches then? Uh, she doesn't appear in this one, does she? Just no, but she directs this one. one. She directs this one and she's in one of the yeah. other ones. Well, okay. So, um, and this is, um, so this is the, the, the two, there's a, a young boy and a girl, Chloe Grace Moretz, and they're on, they're on like a date at, at his house and... Uh, they're about to make out, and then um, she's having her first period, and, that, and that's the gag, isn't it? Yeah. So she's yeah. That's she's hysterically funny that a woman, should, a young girl, should get her first period, and then the brother comes in, and then the in, brother then comes in and starts br like like going crazy. What's his name? I can't remember his name. He's Christopher Mintz yeah. Plass, isn't it? Yeah, he's the brother. Yeah. yeah. And he comes in and starts going crazy about you know I don't know trying yeah. to get he's going to bleed to death yeah, and yeah. get some sponges and what we're going to do and. Then, and then the then, dad comes in, doesn't he? And then, um, she's because she leans against the wall to hide the, the, the basically her bum because you can see that she's having a period. She then smears it on the wall. It's just, yeah. it's just insulting, and it's it's, it's just not you know like again, it's supposed to be crude comments, supposed to make you laugh about that situation, but it doesn't. It just makes you cringe and in a yeah. bad horrible. Way. And like, why does it? Why did anyone? Involved in this, get involved in it. Yeah, because the dad right. comes in and he starts saying it's the Patrick same shit. Warburton, and again, yeah, he's like, a funny guy. I love Patrick Warburton. I say that it, just about everything I've ever seen him in, I thought he was really funny. So far, this film has the amazing feat of taking very good talent yeah. and just <laughs> making everyone putting them right through the ringer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, making everyone spitting them out the other side. Sure, yeah, as yeah. as horrible, pointless nothings. Yeah. 
you know, the, making the, them all deliver their worst work. Oh my goodness! I don't understand how. Um, so again, having said that, this this one does end with. It's quite funny. There's like an uh, an advert yeah. for Tampax, and it's actually two women go swimming, and one of them gets eaten by a shark. Yeah. Now, I actually got sent that on Facebook, but I had no idea it was related to movie yeah. forty three yeah. at all. And that kind of went around the web a little bit as like a funny thing. It's like one of those adverts that will pre be presented on a on a Chris Tarrant show. Or yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a really funny advert that they came out out within Japan or yeah. you know Spain or Venezuela or something yeah. that you kind of watch it and go, ah, they're crazy those people in that country. <laughs> um <laughs> it, it, it's quite amusing, I guess. And again, like you said, that, 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 uh, the little advert of it is actually quite good. And again, you could imagine that being in um, uh, in Amazon Women on the Moon yeah, or something. Yeah. Or, or Kentucky, Kentucky Fried. Fried. Unfortunately, because it comes after the sketch before it, which leaves such a bad taste in your mouth, it kind of takes away the yeah. any comic power that the way that, the way that yeah. ad has. The way it's yeah. edited as well is that that tampon advert is literally just slapped on the end. So it's almost like one... Sketch. It is. It's and a different yeah. thing. Yeah. It's got a different writer and a different director. It's got a totally the way different... The way it's yeah. edited is like, that thing happens, and then the TV in the house starts playing the advert, and we go straight to the advert. Yeah. And, I'm like, and it just feels like I got thrown around a bit there. So yeah. even though that was quite funny, I didn't have time to really be aware of what I was now seeing. Like, we had now checked... I think changed. it's a shame that that ad comes directly after um, the, the, the Chloe Grace Moretz sketch yeah. about periods, mm. because... Um, on its own, it's quite funny and quite clever. Following that yeah. sketch, which is, you know... You've, I, you've used all your goodwill up. You've used all your goodwill yeah. up on that sketch. And so that following it immediately... I mean, to be honest with you, until you said it, it got a different writer. I just assumed that that was the punchline. No, that's realize, exactly, that's exactly yeah. why I almost didn't find that Tampax advert funny. Yeah. Because I thought different sketch. I thought it was, that was the punchline yeah, no, of the whole... Different thing. sketch, like, different director, different writers... Yes. I was yeah. like, what the hell does a shark have to do it with a girl? It shouldn't have been having... there in the movie. It yeah. should have been somewhere else in the yeah. movie, yeah. unfortunately. Utter yeah. shit. Yeah. Utter shit. Speaking of which, uh, the next one. I'm mean, seriously. Have we got any more? How many more? Are there? There's about 50 of these there's, sketches there's left. A few, there's, <laughs> a, there's a few left. There's a few left. Oh, well, uh, so the next one. Work. I mean, the next one. Okay, so the guy that directed this one, you know, we could... We, Probably is not on on the on anyone's top ten list of favourite directors because no. it's Brett Ratner and everybody remembers this guy for kind of almost killing the X Men movies mm. and if you're from the nineties you might remember Rush Hour. <laughs> yeah. So he's not a no, he's not the most popular guy. He's not Uwe Boll or anything, no. but he's not the most popular guy. He's very so, middle of the road, and he? he's very middle of the road. So here he is directing um, Johnny Knoxville and Sean William Scott. So um, as you did say, John, to this, this sketch's defence is that at least this sketch has at two least comedy these guys actors. has two comedy actors in it. And to yeah. be fair to them, they're quite funny and they work well together because. Yeah. They have the same sort of shtick, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, so and they know um, each other, don't they? Yeah, they, they know each other. Hazard, so Absolutely. So they have some sort of chemistry, I suppose. So Johnny Knoxville's uh, got a present for Sean William Scott for his birthday, and it's a leprechaun. <laughs> They've tied him up in the basement, and they're trying to get a pot of gold out of him. A, a um, leprechaun played by Gerard Butler. Yeah. And the joke is that he's a rude leprechaun. Yeah. So he just swears a lot and shouts he's a lot. Seen he's and, again kind of just a stereotypical curmudgeon y, like, um, foul mouthed uh, Irishman, basically. Yeah. That's the gag. Yeah, that's yeah. the gag. And then uh, another leprechaun turns up 
uh, and uh, tries to tries to break him out, and they kill. Was that played by anybody I know? Or? No, I think it, they tried to get somebody famous to do it. They tried to get. Um, uh, Oh, his name is Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Oh, Colin yes. Farrell. Wisely said no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, so, he wisely said yes to Total Recall. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and that, and that's the scene. And then the punchline here is that uh, Pete has also caught a fairy uh, who perform who perform, does blowjobs for for mm. gold coins. Yeah. So, so the gag, the but the gag being, they get the gold coins and the leprechaun. Yeah. 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 Give it to the fairy. So the, the real gift wasn't the gold coins, it was the fairy that gives yeah. blowjobs for the gold coins. Yeah. And basically they've got this uber pot of coins basically saying you've got blowjobs for life. Yeah. Uh, and that's the punchline. That's pretty yeah. much the, the punchline. So what do we think of this? You see, overall I thought, uh, I think this is... This, this, <laughs> this works the most, I think, actually, thinking about it now, I think it worked the most. Because Gerard Butler gave it some when he was delivering all the lines about um, skull fucking them and yeah. do, kicking them in the balls a lot, he, had an, yeah. he made a joke about he's yeah. obsessed with balls. Yeah. And again, those two, Johnny Knoxville and Sean and Scott, they they do have a rapport together and that stuff, and it it, it worked. And I kind of liked that it was one of these comedies where it was violent and it had yeah. gore in it a bit, you know, and it, you know, and it, that made more that worked more. And, for it, me. and at least it had a punchline, even though it wasn't. Great, great. So don't you suspect as well that when they, like, if they when they're trying to get like Johnny Knoxville, they go right. Here's, 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 here's the the kind of tone of the, of the film, and they show him the Hugh Jackman ball sketch, and then they go and here's the script for your your skit, which is the Leprechaun sketch, and obviously they don't realise that you know these two, whilst not being great. You know, I'm, as, I'm half as bad as some of the other shit in here, yeah. and they don't get to see any of that other shit. I guess they just, you know, the the, the mastermind Peter Farrelly, who has has He's, all of this yeah. laid out in front of it. We say that all of them. They, they, that none of no one, the right hand has not what the left hand's doing. So everyone's separate to each other's efforts. Mm. If you know what I mean. So Jesus, um, we're nearly done. So um, the next one is all Peter Farrelly again, and this is ah, oh, this is. Um, Stephen Merchant and this Halle is, Berry. This is my least favourite. Yeah, it's my least favourite as well. Funnily enough, uh, uh, Peter Farrelly's one. Mm. So um, they, they're on a first date and they start playing Truth or Dare and then it becomes a one-upmanship about um, what levels that they'll go to. So uh, she has to, he, he has, she has to grab a guy's uh, uh, bum and no, he has to. He, he has to, to grab a guy's bum and, and she has to, is it, blow out the candles of the blind kid's birthday cake. Yeah. And then that goes to, um, they get plastic surgery. And, well, there's and some tattoos. bit where she's got a tit out and she has to dunk it oh, in yeah, some... Guacamole or something. Yeah, I don't know. I what, don't know what that was about. And I, was that actual a yeah, tit? Because so if it is, then... Oh, it's, no. just, it's, it's just, just the, the dare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the truth or dare, the dare part of truth yeah. or dare. And they just, over it about escalates. five minutes, yeah. just yeah. escalate up and up and up. Yeah. Um, and he has to get surgery to look like a Chinese guy, yeah, yeah, and she has to get a boob job. Or something. And he also has to get a tattoo of a cock going yeah, into his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. And the reason funny. why I hate this, right, is because it degrades both of the main actors. Because yeah. by the end of it, she's got these obscenely huge tits <laughs> with um, pl- with a plastic surgery type face. Yeah. And and then she gets them out at the end. She goes, come in and have sex with me, or whatever the fuck she says. Yeah. And he's done up like a uh, Steve Murphy's done up like a Chinaman, and. The reason why I hate this in particular is because of Steve Merchant, because 
up until doing this, I had nothing but respect for him yeah. because he's made some of my <laughs> he has made some of my favourite stuff ever. I love extras. The Office, the UK Office, is my is my all time favourite comedy. And since then, he's done other things like he's produced Idiot Abroad, the first two series I thought were amazingly funny, and all that stuff. You know, he did the podcast and he's done all this stuff with Ricky Gervais. Stand up was pretty good as and well. Yeah, and he's done Hello Ladies, which I've not seen but yeah. heard very good things about. Yeah, and he's done all this stuff that's got very good, you know, uh, reviews and credibility. He's got a lot of cachet. And then he, he, this to me just feels like a cash-in, like yeah. a, like he's... So, oh. here's part of the problem, I think, is, so all of the Farrelly Brothers films have these really scatological jokes, you know, like the stuff with the landlady in Kingpin, you remember all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the problem is, I think, is that in a, in a 90-minute film, you can kind of, um, you can come to like the characters... So much so that you kind of buy the whole scatological stuff. Mm. Um, and you go, you, but in Kingpin, I kind of get how that how he's forced into that situation with his, with yeah. his grubby landlady. Yeah. And it's funny and cringy, but I'm still riding along with those guys. Yeah. You know, I still like those characters. But obviously, these guys don't have characters. You know, they're just in a five-minute sketch. Yeah. So I think to try and do that <clears throat> scatological stuff in a five-minute sketch is a completely different kind of thing. It does. It can never do anything except really just make you cringe yeah. and make you go, what are you doing this for? Because it's just uh, not funny. And I know Without that, the context, it's not funny. Yeah, but, and not only that, it could, I mean, mind you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. I was going to say, it's like divorce from reality because who's going to go on a blind date and... and, and First thing you do is go out and grab some guy's ass that you don't know. It wouldn't happen, would it? You'd tell her to do one. That's your but, take out from this. Yeah, I'm gonna from say the whole of movie four and three is oh that that's a, that's not a foul yeah. first date would play out. No, <laughs> that's your that's your oh that's your take that's your yeah. take out. To Sorry, be honest, yeah. I haven't been on a lot of first dates. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, like, it was, the, the the bit at the end of this skit. Um, was obviously the bit where Steve, they literally walked to Hal Berry's front door and Steve Merchant's head to toe like a he has had all his plastic surgery look like a Chinese person and yeah. Hal Berry's got got this like awful make uh, prosthetic makeup on to look like she's had plastic surgery and she's got these massive tits and then she gets them out and I'm just like what what what, what has Peter Farrelly managed to do to these two actors yes. and to bring them down he's, he's crumbled them down to nothing in yeah. five minutes. And it's, yeah. I feel nothing but remorse for these two people who have been put through this skit. Um, I think we're in the home stretch for guys Christ, the yeah. tonight. So um, next up is um, uh, the Terence Howard one. This one's my so, favourite one. Okay, so why don't you tell us about this guy? No, why don't you? <laughs> okay. so, no. So this is the one set in the 50s in black and white. And Terence Howard is the coach of a black basketball team. Um, and the basketball team is worried that they're not going to win this final. Um, and he does one of those kind of rousing speeches like you would have in any sports movie. But the gag is his speech is what you're worried about. The other side are all white and you're all black. So you're just going to kind of kick their asses. And he kind of does it in, yeah. a, in a kind of vulgar, mm. racist kind of way. But that's the gag, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, and then I guess I guess what's quite fun about this actually is it probably has arguably the best punchline in the. I think so. In, the, in the whole in the whole film, I can't which even is the so the punchline is 
you then see the white guys like going <laughs> over and above, yeah. you know, and scoring a point. And you kind of think, actually, maybe Terence Howard was wrong. Maybe the white guys have actually great basketball players and have actually beat these guys. And then you see the scoreboard, yeah. and that was the only point they scored. So it's like the, the, and the so other team have scored like a thousand something yeah, points. So it's like the first, the first part of it, like I say, is the is the, the rousing coach, like the um, Friday night lights or whatever it's called. Yeah, that totally. sort of it. You know, that sort of old rousing speech. We can do it. We can do it. And we can do it. And then, but then the, the second half of it is like a documentary or a movie of the week told from the point of view of the white guys who think that they're the winners because they scored eight points. Scored the one yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, um, it's not. It's not a bad. Actually, again, that's not a bad sketch. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Um, I think the best one in the film. Yeah. Myself. I think so, the rousing speech bit goes on too long. Yeah. Maybe. I think it gets to a point for me where I'm like, okay, this is. Just stop now. I get it. The joke is that they're black and the other team's white. Mm. But it, but it's not a bad joke. Given no, that it's also no. playing on the tropes of the kind of sports movie genre. Yeah. Um, and it, it's 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 not a it's not a bad gag. It's quite a clever gag. And the mm. fact that he, the point his point is he doesn't need to give them a rousing speech. They're the black yeah. guys. They're, they're going to win, win anyway. <laughs> they're just going to win. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not a it's not a terrible gag. Yeah. Certainly. But again. It's all about context, isn't it? Because it's not a terrible gag in this movie, surrounded by all this yeah. terrible shit. Yeah. Um, again, put it in a Kentucky Fried movie, and maybe it's just one funny sketch amongst loads of funny sketches. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, which brings us to another low point, I think, in the film, uh, which is yeah. the fact that you think it's finished and the credits are rolling, and there's no, there's one sketch left. It's like he edited this bit on purpose. Like, he knows people are going to fucking hate this film. And as soon as the credits started rolling, people would be relieved to get up and run out of the cinema as soon as they could. Well, and I kind of happens. think, again, this is, this, is, this is just something he's stolen from Amazon Women on the Moon. And Kentucky Fried Movie had the same conceit. They, they put an extra, um, an extra skit. I think in Amazon Women on the Moon, it's the Carrie Fisher one, isn't it? The public service yeah. film about uh, the 1950s public service film, the Carrie Fisher is the end credit um, skit. In this one, it's a skit called uh, Beazle. Fucking hell. So this is Elizabeth Banks. Her boyfriend is uh, Josh. Is it is it Duchamel or whatever out of um, yeah. the Transformers franchise? Oh, um, I don't know. Who's and, uh, so it's him, and he's got a cat called Beazle, and Beazle is a cartoon cat. So... Um, a badly animated and again, cat. Does as anybody well. know this? Does anybody realise he's an animated cat, or is he just a cat? As far as I can tell, no. It doesn't, everybody, it doesn't make sense. I think everybody reacts like he's just a, a cat. He's just a cat. <clears throat> yeah. Even she treats him just like a cat, yeah. even though he's like an animated cartoon cat. She, but in this one, she's the only one who recognises that he's like a psychopathic cat. He's a psychopathic, yeah. masturbating, sodomising, evil. Yeah, it's like evil Garfield. Cat. Although Josh Duchamel's character kind of loves him like he's a little lasagna yeah. ball of I hate Mondays. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's, and I guess that's the gag and Beazle the cat decides he doesn't like the girlfriend like moving in so um, it becomes a battle of wills between them that I think ends with like somebody pissing all over so is it the cat Beazle, yeah. Pisses all over, over well, her. She finds him masturbating. She pisses over all over the cat. I don't fucking know. The cat pisses over her in this gush of yellow gloop. It's not even doesn't even look like piss. And then, and then for some reason I can't what happens next. But then she ends up like battering the shit out of the cat, and the cat tries to kill her, and then she just gets a spade and starts like 
smacking him about, and then and then some oh, here's kids what party or something. There's a there's a kids yeah. party. She kills the cat or oh, batters the oh, cat, yeah. and then the kids all batter her to yeah. death yeah. while he watches on. Is that right? Yeah. And yeah, then he goes right. back inside with his cat. Pretty what? They stab her to death with like the forks. They stab her to death with plastic forks. Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's like the fucking Wicker Man. Yeah, it's That's like... not funny. She's going, ah, thank Christ. Unless it's a Nick Cage version. The uncanny with the cartoon cat. Getting stabbed to death by kids like something out of some horrific. Like a horror film that ends badly. horror movie or yeah. something. Yeah. What? Um, so, um... And then the credits do roll. That's the end of the film. Thank so the last yeah. frame of the film is um, Elizabeth Banks been stabbed to death by plastic forks. And, and honestly, that's probably what she deserves, <laughs> to be fair. Not her and everybody Based else. Based on the efforts of this film. Because like I said, I've seen her in plenty of things that she's great. She's great. She's great. Again, it seems like they've got Loads half the cast. of people in this are great. They've got half the cast of 30 Rock in this. And I, 30 Rock, I love. I love 30 Rock. Everyone in that is great. Yet somehow, they've taken all these people who deliver great lines from that script in that TV sitcom and they've just made them all... I, mean, she, I, I don't understand it. She, she's not funny at all in this scene. Neither is the other guy. But he's playing the straight guy in this, isn't he? Like, yeah. But, oh, it's just... Basically, it's a never-ending cavalcade of so shit. So, I'm not sure if it... I'm not sure exactly. I can't remember when the framing device thing ends. So, I think it ends before that. I think yeah, that Beazle is literally the last bit of the film. Because what happens is the, the, kid, the kid... One of the kid goes up in the wheelchair, he finds his laptop is still working in the middle of the rubble, and then he opens it, doesn't he? And then he finds the last film on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, that's not it. Even no, no. I, think I don't like, fucking who cares. Yeah. No one's gonna. Cares? No one gives a shit. No. So, um, see us next time, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a there was a sketch that was deleted as well. Um, and I think and I think this is I don't know what to say about this. Is it so? It's so it's written and directed by Bob Odenkirk, who's a guy I have a lot of respect for. He plays Saul in Breaking Bad. It's probably what you know him for best. But he's also a really good, usually really good comedy writer and stand-up and he used to do something called Mr. Show with David Cross for yep. the rest of the development so I love Bob Odenkirk so I think he probably got a lucky escape here by having his sketch cut Yeah. but his sketch is really no better or worse than any of the garbage in here I'm not sure why it got cut it's mm. basically the gag is Julianne Moore and Tony Shalhoub have lost their daughter they want the detective to find their daughter they saw her on the television uh, that's the only clue as to where she might be they put the film on, and actually, it's one of those girls go wild in Cancun videos. Yeah. And their um, daughter is waving her boobies around. And basically, no, they don't see her until her breasts come out, and then all of a sudden they realise it's her. Because I guess the father's like a bit pervy and doesn't and pay she, any attention to her except her tits. And the, but <laughs> and the thing is, though, but the, every picture they've got of her, she's, she's got her tits. Yeah, family photos yeah. and graduation. And that's, and, and, and yeah. that's the gag. Yeah. yeah, and then and then it ends with him saying, "Oh, if you could just get a photo of her or yeah. any girl that or looks, any like, girl her. That looks <laughs> like her," and then Julianne Moore just looks uncomfortable, realizing the husband's like an incestuous yeah. perv. And yeah, and that's that's the joke. And any and anything I got to say, I did <sighs> I did raise a smile at that entirely because of Tony Shalhoub because I think he does that whole sort of guilty bit really well. Yeah, again, yeah, he's yeah. a good he's a good yeah, comedy he, actor, yeah. isn't he? He, 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 um, he played that part particularly well. But no, the sketch isn't funny. It's got boobies in it, though. Yeah, yeah but again, so, like, like I say to a lot of people when they say about it, they go, yeah, that film has some boobies in it. I'm like, 
I don't care. I can go on the internet and look at far more graphic things than that in an instant. I know. Then, yeah. I, but I bet it would have been nice to have put them in a film. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, I don't. I don't. I think this film needs everything it can. It's so bad. It. You know. I just. If it was me, if I was Peter Farrelly, would I have cut the only boobs in the film out of the film yeah. that weren't Halle Berry's great big fake horrible ones oh. from the end of her sketch? I'd have kept them in. I'd have kept them in. What's 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 he thinking? He's thinking that the film is running long. He's thinking that. that yeah. I think there what, are, no one's laughing. You know, I the think quality the is a bit long. We'll this this, this re re reduces the quality of the whole film. Seriously, <laughs> is that what there you are were having? Sketch. Those yeah. conversations. It's weird that what? that one's cut because I think there are a couple of sketches. Of this worse. is my point. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I don't get why it was cut. Out. Anna Faris, you can get rid of instantly. Oh, that, that one. Just Totally, yeah. uh, and the and the period one. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd get rid of yeah. I get rid of both of them because they're horrible. Yeah, so um, two, I think two passable. Oh, well, actually, you know, of all of them, I mean, they were again crap, shite, shite sketches. But I would have gotten rid of superhero speed dating. So, so that just made you know me what? angry. You know what? Literally, if we could cut scenes out of it, this film would be about two minutes long. Yeah, should have <laughs> been two minutes long. I mean, because that literally just made me angry. Um, so, do you want to hear something really scary? Go on. Somewhere in the world, they're making a sequel. Um, no, somewhere in the oh. world, Peter Farrelly and his producer have their um, have their their um, their pitch for this, uh, which had like dozens more vignettes that they never shot. So, somewhere in the world, there are sketches less funny, <laughs> less funny than the sketches in this final film. Yeah, they're actually filmed. So it's no right. Again, sort of sort of like the Monty Python funniest joke in the world, again in reverse. There's someone slumped dead over a typewriter because he's just written the worst comedy sketch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And someone came over and read it and yeah, died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um, right. Don't know what to say. Well done to Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Because they stayed out. Who were involved in this in one point and, yeah. and dropped out. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. I think. And much love to David and Jerry Zucker, who were the same. They were going to do a third of it and dropped out. Mm. Um, so there's lo there's loads of people that either got out of this or tried to get out of this. George Clooney. George um, Clooney said, you know what? Fuck off. Yeah, you know what? I'll put Richard Gere in there as well. Because he. Yeah, he tried he to tried, get out of he it. He tried to get out. He tried to get out of it. Fair to play to him. Out. Well done to them all. Yeah. So it yeah. won. It 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 um it swept the boards at the at the thirty fourth Golden Raspberry Awards. I should think it uh, did. Worst picture, mm. uh, worst director. Thirteen filmmakers <laughs> were responsible for making this, yeah. uh, and worst screenplay. So all the many many writers who were involved won for worst screenplay. Um, I think it is one of the worst films ever made, and it's not good bad. It is just bad, bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not putting it in the clag bag. No, no absolutely no. not. No, it's no, not right. going in the clag bag. And I, this has I, been a public service announcement. Don't watch, don't this, watch film. this film. No matter how curious you are, I'll don't watch I'll it. I'll excise a couple of scenes. <laughs> I'll excise a couple of scenes and put them in. Find them yeah, on YouTube, the, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, if you get a chance to watch them on YouTube. Find the, the, watch the, the two funny... The, the two bits that are good. Moments. Victory's Glory. Uh, and uh, maybe the Tampax commercial. Maybe the Machine Kids. Um, but the rest of it is hateful. Yeah, and hateful maybe garbage. Yeah, and for shame. Cool. Well, that's movie forty-three. Let's wrap up there. Yes, yeah. I don't want to talk about this for any longer. Yeah. What do we want to talk about next? What we're we doing next? Yeah. 
Yeah. I think well, we're um, doing a Scottish choice. Okay. Next. In, that, in that case, if that's what we're doing next, then the next film we're going to be talking about is Sharknado. Hey, Nud here. Uh, we were going to do Sharknado, but there was a bit of a technical cock up, and basically the recording got all fucked. So what we're actually going to do next is The Amazing Spider-Man, um, which is equally a pile of shit. Now we're going to be talking about that next time, not Sharknado. So ignore everything that Scotty and John talk about after this. Bye. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> so we've, gone, we've gone from movie 43 to... Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh dear. We've gone from... We're, go, we're digging even deeper into uh, the clag on the bag. <laughs> we've gone for gold in the next episode. But, well, maybe, but maybe it'll be more fun. Yeah. Maybe it will be. Talking about that. Couldn't be less. Anyone going to do a shout out for likes and ratings? Uh, oh. You can do that. Does, Col last time. Does Colin like this film? Are we oh, like good point. <laughs> Let's see what Colin has to say about movie 43. I don't think he liked it. A um, comedy tour Actually, I'll tell, tell you what, I think this is actually good news for Colin on this one. Yeah. He's um, uh, About movie 43, he said, um, sorry guys, never even heard of this one. <laughs> <laughs> so Colin, uh, Colin the, um, the, uh, the unofficial fourth player. Um, didn't, um, he's never even heard oh, of this film. Oh, bless him! Yeah. And, 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 Which is surprised to me. I thought this literally would have been he, the funniest film ever to him. This just seems like this is. I just, I wish I could have his ignorance of this <laughs> film. I wish in the trailer, could... it says, doesn't it? It says in the trailer, you can't. You can't even see it. And to be fair. That, I completely agree with yeah. them. Yeah. That is absolutely correct advertising. Once you've seen it, you can't unsee yeah. it. That's yeah, that's yeah. true. That yeah. is absolutely true. Hugh Jackman's neck balls will be forever on your brain. <laughs> right. Um, well, um, we'll sign off then, and we'll catch off. you next time for the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. All the best. I've been Nud. <laughs> I've been Scott. Oh, I'm very sorry about this. That was your yeah. choice, John. <laughs>